that was so last year, man. Yeah, it was. Now, now we got a bunch of Halloween treats, but this is like our little piece of poison candy in your basket. Scott and I are just going to do a, a brief little show here describing the ideal Halloween. Now, we've got sort of, you know, as usual, two different takes on this. Um, Scott has already lived his, his perfect Halloween. He's already had that experience. And so he's going to describe that to you. And then myself, I am not satisfied. I've had some great Halloween experiences, but I'm not totally satisfied that I've had the ideal, the penultimate Halloween experience. So I will describe my theoretical perfect Halloween <laughs> experience. Okay, so uh, I guess I guess you can you, you go first, I guess. All right. Well, I mean, this this is my ideal Halloween as far as from like a family-friendly non-hell-raising style Halloween. 3 years ago, we uh, we went on a family vacation. This was in October of 2006, and we went on a family vacation. We went to Florida. And you know, we were visiting my friend Mark, that uh, that lives down there. He you know he works at uh, Walt Disney World. But for the first half of this vacation, we were doing something new. We went and we visited um, um, Universal Studios Orlando for the first time. So that was the first couple of days we were doing that, and that was awesome, very exhausting, and everything. And we were kind of deciding to like take a break in between those two parks. And on the day, on the on the evening of the day that we had planned this little break in between, lo and behold, Mark totally shocks and surprises us by laying on us some tickets that he had scored to something that's called Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And I had only ever heard of this; I'd never attended it, um, but I'd always wanted to. And it just sounded really, really cool. So we went. That evening, and, and basically what it is is, you know, when it gets dark, they basically shut down, you know, the Magic Kingdom, and it's only open to people that, you know, have tickets for this special event, and they literally deck out all of Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom to a, a Halloween overlay, you know, like a Halloween theme, and you go in, and you literally... You know, no exaggeration, you literally trick or treat in Disney World, in the Magic Kingdom. You go around to, you know, the attractions, you know, the regular attractions, be it like, you know, Space Mountain or uh, or the Haunted Mansion or something like that. And you can also ride the attractions, but as well as being able to ride them, you can literally go up to them and, you know, just like a kid on Halloween, trick or treat. And, you know, you've got your candy bag and you get candy presented to you. And, you know, there's, there's, you know, millions of people there, you know, in costume. And it was the coolest Halloween I've, I've ever lived. And I mean, I've had some awesome Halloweens, but this was just really cool. You know, this was, this was three years ago. So, you know, my oldest boy was, was 10. So he was still of an age to, you know, to really get into Halloween and really, you know, feel that magic for, for Halloween. And my little one was six and, uh, they were dressed up, you know, Scotty dressed up as a clone trooper. You know, he was, uh, really into, to star Wars and the prequel trilogy and all that really, you know, into the clone troopers. So he dressed up as a clone trooper. He had his, 
his working blaster rifle and everything. And then uh, Logan was dressed up as Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four. You know, he had a, a Fantastic Four uniform that was out from you know the movie because that first oh, movie cool. had just been out right around that time. Yeah. And I bought him. I don't know if you ever saw these. You remember the, they had Hulk hands where you could like smash the hands together and it would make like smashing sounds. Hulk hands. Did, did, yeah. Did you see those? Yes, I've 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 bought several sets of those at garage sales and sold them on <laughs> eBay. Well, somewhere or other, like on clearance somewhere, like KB Toys or something, they had something that was uh, it was kind of like Hulk hands. It was called Thin Feet. And they were they were the things rocky feet. Yes, but I've, when you stomped them, they made like crashing and stomping sounds. Yes, I've had a couple sets of those also. So you know, here's Logan dressed up as like minute. You know, he's like a you know because he was just little. He was six years old. So you know, here he is dressed up as like miniature Ben Grimm, but he's got these like giant like grown man sized thing feet. It was just hysterical. So you know we. We go through and we're, we're trick-or-treating in the Magic Kingdom. It was late at night and it was dark and they, you know, they have it especially spooky because they had basically taken like area music from around the Haunted Mansion, but now instead of being area music for just that one attraction, now like the whole park was, you know, they, they were working with, like, colored lights and, you know, they had, like, specially shaped lights that would cast, like, like cobweb shapes or bat shapes or, like, a witch on her broomstick and stuff like that. They were playing, like, the the eerie sound effects and, and background music for the Haunted Mansion, but, like, through the entire park. Right. So suddenly, even the most innocuous... And, and kid-friendly and, and bright and cheery of attractions, like, say, something like like Mickey Mouse's house in Toontown suddenly took on a very eerie and dark and spooky aspect to it. And it was, I mean, it was really, really cool. I mean, things that, that normally would be sweet and sugary and full of, of light and everything suddenly had almost a like a almost like a eerie like a I don't want to say evil I hate to use the word evil but almost like an evil tint to it you know what I mean it, it, it's hard to it describe should. well it should it, it's Halloween yeah yeah and it was it was really really cool and I'm not like a parade or or like sh- like song and dance kind of guy I, I really don't get into those Every once in a while, they, they have like an especially awesome parade or show or whatever that I, I can get into. But nine times out of ten, I'm really not into that sort of thing. But they have one that they do for this one, and it was called the Boo to You Parade. And it actually started out where they had the Headless Horseman ride from like Liberty Square around the hub and then out to like Main Street. So like basically right down the main drag of the Magic Kingdom. Did he have an evil looking horse? It was, yeah, it was like a full size, like evil looking black stallion. Beautiful horse. I mean, gorgeous looking, real horse. And, you know, it was, I mean, the, I mean, the biggest, next to like a Clydesdale, the biggest horse I'd actually seen 
in real life ever. And it was like jet black and pretty scary looking. And the Headless Horseman, I don't know how they pulled this effect off. I don't know how the guy could see where he was going, but he was really headless. You know, I mean, at least the, the way it was made up. Impressive. And then they, uh, Impressive. you know, the music was, was really good. You know, because the, the parade music with with Disney World can be very hit and miss. It can either be really, really cool or it can be really lame where it's like like either super cheesy or it incorporates too much of you know existing songs from Disney movies but done with like a cheesy style or something so they they, they can really be a real toss up but this particular one the soundtrack was just great it was very spooky very Halloweeny, and I really liked it and they went from having things like you know like Winnie the Pooh characters dressed kind of spooky you know dressed up for Halloween like like Tigger was a skeleton or something like that to the extreme of like uh, they had one of the best Johnny Depp Captain Jack Sparrow impersonators I've ever seen I mean you'd swear it was really Johnny Depp and having like the, the skeleton pirates following him along and but the best one of all was they had a, a whole like float and then like a whole entourage in the parade of characters from the haunted mansion welcome foolish mortals to the haunted mansion and they, they had some sort of special costumes or something applied to their costumes or something that made them like glow in the dark and it was just the coolest looking thing i mean they they couldn't quite make them transparent right but it was the next best thing you know it was it would this really eerie glow-in-the-dark greenish tint to them that they had. Right. It, was, it was really, really cool. But the, the coolest part to me was at the end of this thing because it went really late, you know. Like, it was, it really felt like, like an old-fashioned Halloween like when you and I were kids Black River and just stay out all night long into like the wee hours where there were very few people, very few kids actually left up after a certain hour and after a certain hour, still out. Then you were out just basically hell-raising at that point, right? So what we did was, I can't remember if it was by design or by dumb luck, but we stayed up so late and we stayed at the back of the park. So, you know, here we are. It's Halloween. It's late, late, late at night in the Magic Kingdom, there already weren't very many people there because this is a special event that you have to pay a special price for. And then the park closed. And it's done up with this eerie theme and this eerie overlay. So as we slowly wander, and at this time, my wife was in a wheelchair. She was recovering from surgery. So we were moving at a very slow pace from the extreme back of the park to the front of the park and we got to about midway through Adventureland. We got to right around where the Pirates area is and realized we had not seen another human being for at least like 45 minutes. And it was both really totally awesome, but also strangely really scary to suddenly realize you had what, what really felt to all the world to us like we had the Magic Kingdom completely to ourselves on Halloween. And it was just, I mean, I can't describe the feeling. It was so cool that, you know, we, we literally almost felt like 
you know, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been, like, say, like a mall or something after hours, oh, yeah. it's all locked down and you've got the whole thing to yourself and there's really, like, nobody else Dawn there. Dawn of the Dead style. Dawn of the Dead style, exactly. And that's how it was. It was like Dawn of the Dead style Disney World. If you, if you, if you can wrap your mind around that, that, that's what it was for us for, like, a, at least an hour, maybe longer. And, you know, this is not the kind of place like your local mall where they're going to come and say, all right, you need to move along, you need to get out of here, we want to go home. I mean, they're not going to do that. I mean, they're going to let you wander and take your time. And, you know, they may come up and, you know, ask you if you need any help or what, but they're not going to insist you leave. And they didn't. And they let us take our time. And we took tons of pictures. And it was just really, I mean, it was incredible to really feel like, almost like we own the place. You know what I mean? Late at night like that. And And I brought this one up because... This really is, of, of modern times anyway, this is really my favorite Halloween. And, and for the last, well, you know, here, this is it'll be our third Halloween since this happened. It, it's been tough to top that, man. I mean, how do, you, how do you top that? You know, going out in your local neighborhood and, and hitting up Mr. Wilson at the end of the street for a, a candy apple just doesn't compare to Mickey at Mickey's house at his front door stuffing your bag full of candy you know it just there's there's no comparison there so that's definitely my favorite memory and the only thing in retrospect the only thing that could have made that better at all and the only regret that I have is I, I wish that I dressed up because I, I felt a little weird and, and a little bit self-conscious about it because I I, did, I had the impression it was for kids and we got there and we were really in the extreme minority, you know, I, I, we, by we, I mean me and Mark and my wife being adults, yet not in costume. 99.9% of everybody, man, woman, and child it's that was in, to the, get that to happen. in a costume, yeah. And, and I really felt, then I felt a little bad because I really did want to dress up and I kind of let them talk me out of it. And I, I wish I had done it now. But other than that, Man, I, I, I can't imagine topping that. It was it was perfect for just so many reasons. You know, it was the, the weather was perfect, the company was perfect, the atmosphere, the, the music and, and everything that they did. And then just my boys were at like the perfect age to really appreciate it. You know, Scotty was still at an age where where, where you know he, he wasn't starting to, to hit those teen year or that teen you know, Disney's kind of a kiddie thing and all that. He was still really into it, but he was right on the cusp. You know, he was 10 years old and all that, but Logan, you was six and it was just perfect. It's just like the perfect Halloween. And, uh, man, I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And I, I would encourage anybody who ever has the, the opportunity or the means to go and do the, uh, do the Halloween experience at, at Walt Disney World, man, you'll never regret it, especially if you've got little ones to take. It, it's totally worth it and, and incredibly awesome. We was. Yep. And that's my perfect Halloween. Well, okay. Now, I know that you're going to have some twisted, evil, sick... Well, mine's more theoretical <laughs> because I've had some damn fun Halloweens. As you know, you were there at, at some of the oh, best yeah. Halloweens I've ever had. But this is like, you know, 
if you can imagine, you know, what if I was going to have one last amazing Halloween that I could say, okay, I could retire Halloween, this is what I would do. Basically. So it's a theoretical one. You've 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 had your you you've lived yours. The odds are 99.999% that I'll never have this Halloween. But it's okay. It's just an ideal picture. It's, it's not based in reality. So kids, definitely don't try this Halloween at home because it's just... It's all in the, the world of my fancy. So the first thing I would do is I'd get lot, a ton of pumpkins. I'm going to carve a whole bunch of pumpkins because I love carving pumpkins, hollowing out the guts and, and stuff. And, you know, I'm just going to make my backyard into, you know, a shrine to Halloween. You know, pumpkins with candles in them, line a trail of candy leading into the back. I probably have to go out and rent one, but it's probably not hard to rent, like, a Barney outfit. You know, Barney the Big Purple Dinosaur. And, uh-huh. But that's not my real outfit. Here's the thing. This is a complicated Halloween fantasy here. Because I'm a oh, complicated no. man. So I'd, I'd have the Barney outfit. And I'd lay out, you know, my little shrine to Halloween in the back. And, you know, trail of candy leading leading to my little shrine. And back there with Barney. And, you know, I would pray to whatever dark overlords of Halloween, you know, for my wishes to come true. And then i pull out the pump shotgun. Blow my brains out on the spot. Because my real costume is a ghost. And it's not going to be one of those lame, like, Charlie Brown put a sheet over your head ghost costumes. I'm going to be a real goddamn ghost. So now it's Halloween, and now I'm a ghost. (laughs) Now what do I do? What do I do? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is haunt. But I'm going to make sure that in whatever contract, you know, clauses, I want to be able to... Show up as, you know, appear as whatever I want, right? That doesn't sound too unreasonable, right, as a ghost. And I want to be a poltergeist also. So I can actually throw things around, make people look in the mirror and think they're pulling the skin off their face. You know, all all that general stuff. Make chairs stand up and great things and suck little kids into TVs. So, but the first thing I'm going to do is I'll probably head back to Carthage. I'm going to scare the shit out of Bob Melia, our old vice principal, who caused us no end of... Does fear. he even still live there? I don't know. I'll find him. I'm a ghost. I'll be able to <laughs> hone in on him. And and with him, he will be the only one that I appear as myself to. I will appear to Bob Melia as myself because that would be just about as scary as it's going to get for him. And then I'm going to head out, like, to Hollywood. And, like, I'm going to show up at George Lucas's place, and I'll be the ghost Obi-Wan of George. George. And then start talking to him. And, you know, when he gets close, and all of a sudden it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, and, you know, my face melts. And, you know, not that I have any hard feelings against George Lucas. It would just be a fucking riot because it's Halloween. (laughs) I'm spreading chaos. You know, Brockheimer, Michael Bay, the producers of Garfield, they're all going to get a visit from me, especially the Garfield people, you know, when, you know, a seven-foot Garfield shows up at their door and starts to maul them. And, um... (laughs) 
Oh yeah, all the bad remake horror movie remake directors, the guy who did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know I'm gonna show up there with you know, in my leather face and just chase him around. I, I you know what? I would even even though I really hold no ill t- will towards him, I would fuck with Peter Jackson too. I would totally like, you know, all of a sudden Kong's hand comes smashing through the window. What have you done to my movie, you know? It would be <laughs> awesome. And then um Oh, then then I would spend a good amount of time all the while just like while flying around from one bad director to another. I would start um also, you know, just randomly destroying cell phones. You know, and someday, years later, they'll find on top of a mountain, like, this pile of 10 million cell phones that I pulled from people, you know, in my poltergeist mode. But then I would just start messing with children. Because, really, Halloween is is my favorite holiday of all. And it's most fun when you're a kid. And, you know, Halloween should really be scary. You know, that's the thing with kids is... You know, they're, they're, they they see scary movies and stuff, but, you know, you're a father. You tell your kids, you know, it's not real. It's, right. you know, you, you, you watch this stuff. It's a scary story. But just remember, it's not real. It's just, it's just there to be scary and fun. Well, you know, the kids that I meet on Halloween, they're not going to be so sure <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> because, you know, I'll do all the... You know, I'll cover all the bases, you know, the Alien, all the Universal, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Gilman, anything like that. Hell, hell, I'll show up to some kids, at, you know, like, scratching at their door and they open it up and it's like Santa Claus with big teeth, like, ah, it's your dead grandmother, Billy, Billy, you know. Any, anything to just <laughs> literally make them piss their pants in fear. Because that's what you want on Hall- on Halloween. That's what you need, you know? I mean, really, truly put the... You know, and then how is a parent ever going to tell their kid after that, you know? Oh, don't worry, it's not real. Especially if, you know, Freddy Krueger's ju- just visited them. And, you know, when they see Nightmare on, on Elm Street after that... I'm telling you, it's going to mean a whole lot more than it meant to them before. It's not going to be just some, like, funny thing. It's going to make them fucking quit. They're going to be shaken like a dog shit in peach pits. So that's generally what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's generally what I, I'm going to do on th- Halloween. Obviously, it would be my last Halloween. And, you know... But there would be several advantage of it because I would leave a super ghastly tableau in my backyard of... Uh, of you know, Barney the dinosaur with a trail of candy, you know, with his head blown off. So that'll leave the cops and my friends, except for the people who listen to our show, wondering for years and years and years what the hell that was all about. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm a ghost, so then I got a little dead time between Halloween and Christmas. Then Christmas comes around, I can just start fucking with people and start, you know, I am the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, I was was just thinking about that, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, and then when Christmas is over, all the rest of my time I can spend at YWCA's and assorted dressing rooms around the country. Waiting for the next Halloween. (laughs) 
So there you have it. Not an episode for the kids, I guess. Yeah, thanks there for that. Um, <laughs> well, there you've got two two takes on Halloween that couldn't be more diverse, I think. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com where you can download all of our episodes and find our forum to openly and freely discuss topics from this and all other episodes with us and your fellow listeners. twotruefreaks.libsyn.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. The Two True Freaks now have a phone line where you can call and leave a completely inappropriate message. Maybe we'll even use it on the show. That number is 1-585-COP-LURE. That's 1-585-267-5873. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this show, why not review us in iTunes? And if you didn't enjoy this show, why not review us in iTunes? Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are now also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening to Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by DeManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.